Hey y'all. So when it comes to bodies, weight loss is not really something that I'm pursuing right now. But as you know, one of Vanessa's family members has been taking a GLP-1 medication and it's worked really well for him. So if that is part of your journey, you should check out the Roe Body Program. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Roe's partner handles all the insurance paperwork to help get the medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. Go to ro.co slash infamous. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash infamous. Campsite Media. So Chris Birch loves China. That much we've established. His brother Chip once told me about a time he and Chris went to Chris's favorite massage place in Shanghai. They line you up in Lazy Boys. Somebody's working on your hands. Somebody else is working on your feet. You're getting your ears done. You're getting your nose cleaned out. You're watching a video. Chris is holding a meeting on his phone, and he's just never coming up once for air. Chris, for his part, says that he's been flying over a million miles a year, mostly to Asia, for years. An associate of his told me that when he was in Asia, he'd meet with factories that worked for major brands. And Chris would typically ask them, who do you make for? What are you making for them? Show me what you make for them. And everything they show him, he says, you can make that for $2. This is what I was told. He says he can make anything for $2. Anything he sees, whether it's a tote or a necklace. From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Infamous, and I'm Vanessa Gregoriadis. I'm Gabe Sherman, and this is the third part of our three-part series on Chris and Tori Birch. It's called Retail Revenge. So where did we leave off last time, Vanessa? Well, we met Tori Birch and her glamorous mom, Riva, who those shoes were named after. We also met her husband, Chris Birch, who started Tori Birch, the business with her. And it grew into this really big brand really quickly. Uh, they had a huge hit with the ballet flats, the Riva flats. What are those again? So those are the flat little shoes, like ballet slippers. Justine Harmon describes them as like almost looking like condoms, right? Um, but they have this big gold medallion on the toe. And it has these two T's that are carved into it, which is T for Tory. You know, they're iconic shoes. And those are the ones that Chris wanted to make knockoffs for cheap. That's right. So at this point, what's going on in Tory and Chris's marriage? Well, they're not divorced, but they are separated. The marriage is pretty much over, and Chris has a new girlfriend. In fact, he's backing a new fashion line from his girlfriend, Monica Chang. She's a bit of a fashion neophyte. This is your second time showing at New York Fashion Week. Yes. What do you think you've learned this time around? Oh, my gosh. Well, at least I know how the venue looks. <laughs> she used to work as a manager at a nightclub. Of course she did. <laughs> Bottles and models, man. I love fall because you can do the high boots, you can do the long coats, you can do many more things and layering. So I don't know. Also, come spring, I'll probably say the same. Chris likes anointing women as the new Tory, perhaps. 
He's also invested in a line from Kelly Catrone, who burst into national consciousness as a judge on Tyra Banks' show, America's Next Top Model. Your walk is not happening. Okay, I'm done talking to you now. I feel like you're from, like, an elf tribe and you lost your plan. So Kelly is the bitchiest of all bitchy fashion publicists, and by that, I mean she is the funniest. She starts a line with Chris that specializes in sportswear for empowered women. I mean, talk about prescient. This was back over a decade ago, and now you can't go to a five-star event without seeing people in athleisure. But to do all of these different ventures, Kelly's venture, Monica Chang's venture, and of course his own store, See Wonder, Chris needed money. So he started looking into selling his stake in Tory Burch to private investors. He even allegedly began agitating for it to go public, which Tory was not pleased about. Let me just remind you, Tory and Chris did not comment for this story. In any case, we know that Chris really wanted to make his own store work. The line that he was the star of. The flower in bloom. See Wonder, though, it wasn't chic in the way that Tory Burch was. It was greeting cards, lacquered boxes, some clothing, bright colors. I remember blue and green, kind of saccharine. The fitting room had cushions, like a kind of preppy stripe, navy and white thick stripes. Hamptons meets Target. That's Amy O'Dell, a longtime fashion journalist and the author of Anna, the biography. It's about Tori's friend, Anna Wintour. It was one of those stores that, like, you would casually kind of walk into on a Saturday if you were out shopping with your friends. When Sea Wonder launched, Chris Birch leaned on his fashion contacts to get people like Amy O'Dell writing about the store. I feel like I did write about the store, but um, it wasn't ever going to compete with Tori Birch in terms of, like, being a ready-to-wear brand that you see at Fashion Week. In fact, when Chris told Tori about Sea Wonder initially, he gave her a pitch book. That's a document with a bunch of pictures in it and information about what you're going to make in your fashion line. So in that pitch book, it didn't even seem like Sea Wonder was much of a fashion line. The pitch book said 50% of Sea Wonder's product was devoted to home goods, washers and dryers, motor scooters, refrigerators, other unusual items. The kind of stuff that Chris finds for cheap at Chinese trade fairs. But when Amy went to see Wonder, there weren't a lot of washers or dryers or refrigerators for sale. I really saw more of like a kind of a hodgepodge of souvenirs, greeting cards, and clothing. And Chris selling clothing wasn't okay with Tori. Actually, nothing about Sea Wonder was okay with Tori. What's Birch's secret? Is he a copycat? Everybody interprets things from fashion from the past and the beginning, but I wouldn't say copycat. There's nothing actually in fashion that hasn't happened before. It's just the way you twist it. You know, superficially, it 100% looked like, okay, Chris Birch has, you know, made like a diffusion line of his ex-wife's brand. It looked very much uh, kind of like a screw you to his ex-wife. And not only that. Chris opened Sea Wonder stores in retail spaces near Tory Birch. Even this YouTuber noticed that. I think uh, the owner of Sea Wonder is actually Tory Birch's ex-husband. So it's funny because Tory Birch is right across from this store, like a couple stores down and right across. It's hard not to see that as a big screw you, and that is allegedly how Tory Birch saw it. 
More after the break. I've always struggled with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all my subscriptions in one place and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with just a few taps. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash infamous. That's rocketmoney.com slash infamous. rocketmoney.com slash infamous. Anybody who has a sibling knows that sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope, on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince Harry and Prince William. They'd been each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wandry's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or was it something that began much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wandery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Infamous from Campside Media. So Tory Burch and her company were probably not happy about Chris's company, Sea Wonder, selling what they saw as cheap knockoffs. They were livid about Sea Wonder, and it was unequivocal. It wasn't like maybe he did this by accident. It was like, no, he's a monster, and this is like a screaming fuck you to Tory and to our brand. There was no like question from the side of the Tory Burch camp that he was anything but a monster. Behind the similarities between Sea Wonder and Tory Burch, the products and designs that sort of look the same, there was another truth, and that may have been more complicated. Did he do that subconsciously? Didn't he do that on purpose? He's been, you know, steeped in the kind of waspy aesthetic, like bringing that to the masses for pretty much his entire career. So maybe this is like who he is, and it, it has nothing to do with Tory Burch at all. Tory Burch isn't actually selling heart-shaped waffle makers or pig docking stations. For Tory Burch, none of that may have mattered. Her brand was her, or at least her image. It was macchiato with foam. It was understated, and it needed to be reliable. Amy O'Dell again. Anna Wintour, during the pandemic, uh, appeared in the Vogue Instagram feed jogging in a Tory Burch tracksuit. 
And she looked great. And she was at her mastic home on Long Island, which is her sprawling, luxurious estate. So I feel like that's kind of what she's going for is this reliable customer that's not looking to reinvent their look that, you know, buys just kind of the same basic stuff season to season, year to year. So it's understandable that Tori may not have wanted anybody to confuse that customer. Now, amid all this backbiting, there was, of course, a lawsuit. Chris said he was allowed to make a competing brand, according to Tory Birch bylaws. But Tory seemed to be positing that she'd been tricked by Chris. In her legal document, she writes, Chris is allowed to compete fairly. What he is not free to do is compete unfairly. In fact, it says in the two-plus years leading up to Sea Wonder, and this is sort of unbelievable, Chris repeatedly asked for and was given full and complete access to competitively sensitive information while being paid $11 million as a consultant for Tory Burch. Also in this document, there's like page after page of photographs of stuff from Tory's store that is sort of similar to the stuff in Chris's store. Even the clogs with the logos on them. I mean, this whole document is really like a very meticulous burn book. Tori says in it that even at one point, she got a text from a friend that said, quote, I love your new store. I just saw it en route to lunch. XX. Close quote. And of course, that was Chris's store but her friend thought it was hers. So what does Chris have to say about all this? Well, he has his own legal documents, and they say that Tory is engaged in a vicious campaign against him. The green carpeting he has, the brass buttons, all that stuff, that is not owned by Tory. He also calls the board mindlessly loyal to her, and he is saying he's not going to back down. But there's still a big issue. To fund Sea Wonder's Emporium of Sweaters and pig docking stations, to say nothing of Monica Chang's line and bitchy Kelly Catrone's line, Chris needs cash. Tory versus Chris. Spy versus spy? New York's nasty $2 billion war of the exes just got nastier. Okay, it's November 1st, 2012, and we're in Delaware, where a lot of corporate fights get settled. Representatives for Tory Burch and Chris Burch line up on opposite sides of the aisle. They're present for a hearing in a lawsuit. Chris is alleging that Tory is holding his shares of Tory Burch hostage, and that's hurting Sea Wonder. Now, this seems like a pretty serious issue, right? But the judge in the case, Leo Strine Jr., he wants to have some fun. So after he calls the court to order and attorneys launch into their opening arguments, he interrupts. I don't want to spoil the drama of the trial. Sit down. How many stores are there for, what is this, Wonder Bread, Sea Wonder? Sea Wonder, Your Honor. Sea Wonder. It's becoming clear that the judge thinks this is just a very silly fashion dispute. Which, maybe it is. I didn't see any reason to burden anyone's Hanukkah, New Year's, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Festivus with this preppy clothing dispute. He then issues some tips about how they can all prepare for trial. 
I think if you read Cheever, go see the new Virginia Woolf revival, and watch Mad Men, we'll all be geared up and in the mood for this sort of drunken wasp fest. Are, are they wasps? Are the Birches wasps? Do we know? Perhaps Tory Birch's lawyer pauses before responding. Tory Birch is Jewish, and Chris is not Jewish. But not Jewish doesn't make you a wasp, because it could make you an equally excluded faith, like Catholic, right? I mean, that's not a wasp. You, you know a wasp is a wasp. Wasp or not, Tori was going to protect her throne. And a few days after the hearing, she files a counterclaim. But then, everything goes quiet. Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, they all come and go. Crickets. And then suddenly, on January 1st, 2013, Tori and Chris announce they have finally done the WASP thing. They have settled the case privately. If the discovery came out, it would have been the board meetings where, where Chris and Tori were both present, emails, text messages, like any snipey thing that they would have said behind each other's backs would have been made public, which Tori Birch would not have enjoyed. Chris Birch sells off his stake in Tory Birch for $65 million. Like good wasps or not, they handle the details behind closed doors. And what about Tory Birch? Tory Birch is not a billionaire, but she's also worth $900 million. That's Denise Chum, a former financial journalist who wrote a Forbes cover story on Tory Birch in 2012. We wrote at the time that the company's revenues were about $1.5 billion. And we also estimated a profit margin at 11%. So everything is pretty okay for Tori. But there is going to be a casualty. Chris's dream. Tori Birch will move on, but will see wonder. More after the break. Back in the 90s, Pepsi and Coca-Cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary. But when Pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy Pepsi and redeem points for prizes, they overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question. Who thought this was a good idea? Like, who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, they never imagined somebody might actually try to snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly, Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Big Flop early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Welcome to True Spies, the podcast that takes you deep inside the greatest secret missions of all time. Suddenly out of the dark, it's appeared in Laden. You'll meet the people who live life undercover. What do they know? What are their skills? And what would you do in their position? Vengeance felt good seeing these people pay for what they'd done felt righteous. True Spies from Spyscape Studios, wherever you get your podcasts. This is Infamous from Campside Media. So it's January 2015, cold Monday morning, first of the new year. 
But inside C. Wonder's Flatiron office, the mood may be darker than New York's gray clouds. Cardboard boxes litter the room. All around the office, about a hundred shell-shocked employees are packing up their desks. Today is their last day. See, Wonder stores across the U.S. have been shuttering. And now, at an 11 a.m. town hall, See, Wonder's corporate office just found out they're being laid off. A bare-bones staff will stay on for a few more weeks to handle the wind-down, but Sea Wonder's remaining shops will close in a few weeks. And after that, the brand is toast. Chris is nowhere to be seen. He recently relocated his office to Miami, but the business has been far from sunny. Chris's baby is hemorrhaging money. In fact, it's estimated that Chris lost $70 million of his own cash on Sea Wonder. So how does a loss that big happen? The answer is lots of little mistakes. They expanded their footprint too quickly, opening in cities without the customers to support it. They were forced to sell a lot of items at steep discounts. That happened at an outlet mall that this YouTuber visited in North Carolina. I went to Tanger Outlets a couple of, actually over a week ago, and Sea Wonder just opened up there. They are a final sale only outlet. Basically, it was buy two, get one free, and then it was like 40% off the jewelry. But like a phoenix, Sea Wonder rose again, or at least it kind of limped onto QVC. We love our Sea Wonder t-shirts. And what do you wear over your Slugnet t-shirt? You wear your Sea Wonder denim jacket. In 2015, Chris Birch sold Sea Wonder for just $12.5 million. And its new owners struck a new deal to hawk clothes on air. Now, QVC is hardly high fashion. But the funny thing is that in some ways, Chris Birch and this whole idea, it was actually ahead of his time. That's what Amy O'Dell thinks. If you think now about Instagram and TikTok and home decor inspo and all of that, sure, I think there's probably a huge market for little knickknacks. But now people probably buy them from Urban Outfitters and Amazon and other stores that have influencer affiliate programs. They would have been too early. Today, the former Sea Wonder store in Soho, the one I described at the beginning of these episodes, is an Amazon store. The brand Sea Wonder, now it does still exist and you can buy it at Walmart. But Chris seems like he realizes how badly this whole episode ended up. You've started two businesses with family. Right. Uh, A lot of people say you shouldn't start a business with family or it's difficult. Looking back, it was the right choice. It's kind of like that analogy is, for me, the business I started with family turned out to be extraordinarily successful businesses, but it causes a lot of pain and consternation. I would suggest not starting a business with a family member. I think the best business can be with friends. These days, over a decade later, friends of Tori and Chris actually say they're on pretty good terms. When I asked them for a comment for this story, they sent me a joint statement. It says, we have a close and positive relationship, especially around our children. We strongly believe the past is the past, and we feel fortunate to have each other's support and friendship. As for Tory Birch LLC, 
Not long ago, Tori stepped down as CEO of her company to focus on designing. But she's close with the new CEO, because he is, actually, her new husband. Back in 2014, Pierre-Yves Roussel was the CEO of LVMH, Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy. It's the world's largest luxury company. And that is pretty much the biggest job in fashion. Tori was fresh from the Sea Wonder fight. Here's Denise Chum, the former Forbes reporter. They met and they started doing long distance. Obviously, he was in Paris and she was in New York. And after a certain point, they were like, hey, how are we going to make this work? Like, let's get married and be in the same place. As the relationship was beginning to get more serious, perhaps Tori was also tiring of running her own business. She wanted to focus on the bit she loved, and she loved designing clothes. In other words, she was in the market for a successor. So they got, they got married, and shortly after, Tori Birch, the brand, announced that Tori's hu- new husband, Pierre-Yves, will be running the business alongside Tori. Anna Winter told me <laughs> was that Pierre-Yves himself was very hesitant. So my understanding is that Tori completely trusted him and she thought that it was going to be okay. And I, you know, I asked her, I was like, you had a business with your previous husband and there were lawsuits involved, like, weren't you, weren't you scared? And I think, according to Anna Winter, you know, um, Tori did not really think that that would be an issue. She just really trusts Pierre-Yves and, um... He was convinced. To Tori, it was all so simple. That was what she said. Pierre-Yves was the best person for the job, and the best person for the job ended up being her husband. She said a bunch of stuff that actually makes you think, uh, but weren't you once married to someone who ran the business with you? I've been a CEO and doing the creative for 15 years, Mm -hmm. and it is such a relief to be able to have someone you trust and know that he has all good intentions and will be taking the business to the next level. And we we fundamentally see business in the same way. Pierre-Yves was basically Mr. Fashion. But it also does seem that being married to Tory Burch is the same as being married to Tory Burch LLC. He's the new Mr. Burch. Next week, we're taking you to Dubai, where a princess's golden cage is still a cage. I'm a hostage, and uh, this villa has been converted into a jail. Every day I am worried about my safety and my life. Um, don't really know if I'm going to survive this situation. He's the most evil person I've ever met in my life. He's pure evil. Infamous is executive produced, created, and hosted by Gabriel Sherman and me, Vanessa Gregoriadis. Natalie Rovamed wrote and reported this episode. Our managing producer and editor is Shoshi Shmolovitz. Heather Schroering and I edited the episode. And Natalia Winkleman, Grace Heerman, Garrett Graham, and Lily Houston-Smith produced. David Devereaux is our sound designer. Voices by David Eigler and Mark McAdam. Ewen Lai Tremuen is our recordist. Some of this reporting appeared in Vanity Fair magazine. Thanks so much. See you next week.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.